The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. I think I understand what that means. Do you guys understand what it means? I think I do. Looking at it from my perspective here, I think I do. And it's majorly some of the translation or meanings we wrap around being a man. Hey, hey, people, it's your girl Esther Ray, and this is not for my village people. I think perspective is actually a gift. It's a gift to have a different perspective to the other person you are having conversations with, and it just makes it all interesting, isn't it? So on this platform, we're going to share personal stories. Be open-minded, listen in, pick what you can pick from it, do you understand? on different topics because we're going to be talking about different topics from friendship to marriages to life happenings to growing up to backgrounds to careers to businesses so different people will be coming on this platform and I'm looking forward to sharing my perspectives my stories and exciting informations just for you to learn from it it won't be new things that you've not heard before but I'm hoping this platform will serve as a kind of a reminder for you to connect back to that that you need to connect to once again it's not for my village people guys thank you hey guys it's another episode of not for my village people oh my goodness it's always so fun to be behind my blue yeti microphone every now and again and today is a special day you know i'm always on about perspective sharing and all things like that but today i've got something special for you guys not just my perspective but a perspective from another angle from the mandem you know it's the first time we're bringing a male figure onto the platform and i'm so excited about this particular person. This person is a friend and then became my godfather, but then I had kids and I had to retire. He became the godfather of one of my beautiful girls and now is a brother from another mother. So today I'm excited because we're going to be hearing from a male perspective. You know, all women are always on and about on the streets of social media with everything about happening to them, their emotions, their career, their businesses, whatever they're doing now. But you don't really see a lot of it about men. You know, you come across every just teeny little bit here and there. I have organized events in time past that I didn't start planning them because I wanted to make them women empowerment program. But because only women showed up to those programs, you see, it became a woman empowerment program. But the question is, where are the men? Where are they? What are they doing? How are they blessing their own intellect? How are they growing? And we have all these different conversations every now and again on the street of social media, most especially on Instagram, we hear things like alpha male. What do you think an alpha male is? But before we even drive into it, you know me, we don't start if we don't go into my core table quotes, because again, it's about perspective. And I came across one, I came across one that just, you know, got me laughing. It says, yeah, I'm a real man. I can suffer. What does that mean, sisters? Sisters, please tell me, tell me, tell me. I need to know. What does it mean? I'm a real man. I can suffer. Maybe my guests today can tell us what it means to be a real man. Fingers crossed. And then I came across another interesting one. Let me just, let me read it to you guys. Actually, there's this one by Dr. Martin Luther King. It says, 
The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. I think I understand what that means. Do you guys understand what it means? I think I do. Looking at it from my perspective here, I think I do. And it's majorly some of the translation or meanings we wrap around being a man. Okay. So going back to my guest on Not For My Village People today, he's an happily married father of two beautiful children. Oh goodness, I love those kids. He's an SSSTS certified individual. So not just the mind, not just the perspective, but the intelligence is there as well. It doesn't even stop there. He's a qualified tester and is a former project manager in construction and currently is in entertainment. Where is the money at, guys? Tell me, where is it at? If it's not entertainment, you can see behind my blue Yeti microphone for a reason, right? <laughs> so I will gladly, I want to gladly introduce to you guys Jide Onikoi. I call him Mr. Onix. He's famously known as Mr. Onix and he's Manchester based in the UK, just in case you're wondering. But I want to give it to him right now just to say one or two things before we dive into the conversation of today. Welcome on board, Mr. Onix. Thanks for having me, Esther. It's my pleasure to be here, although it's a bit nerve-wracking, but hopefully I get through it. Amazing, amazing. Thank you so much for that. You can hear his voice already, isn't it? You know, man, them, bringing them on this platform for my village people. We'll talk about perspectives, right? So today what we want to talk about is about manhood. I remember discussing it with him and I thought, you know what? Like I said earlier, we can read up on a lot when it comes to women perspectives, women struggles. I have dealt with, you know, all 12 episodes focusing on women's struggles, right? Sisters, you know that, right? But for the misters as well, it's not like men don't go through struggles or they don't go through challenges. One of the quotes I came across online here says, being a male is a matter of birth. Being a man is a matter of choice. Do you think like that as well? What do you think about that particular saying? Being a male is a matter of birth and being a man is a matter of choice. What does that mean to you? Well, I totally agree with you. Not everyone that's born a male would have the attributes of being an actual man and a leader, like the society expects a man to be. So I would agree that it's a matter of choice and uh, years of training, maybe. Years of training. Who does that training? Because you know what? There's this joke I say to my husband and friends every now and again, like, I wish those kids, they come with a manual. But now you've mentioned training in a conversation of being a male is a matter of birth and being a man is a matter of choice. So what does that training mean? Where does the training come? Because we don't see you guys have empowerment programs. You guys don't really, really rant and do whatever on Instagram here and there. I think it's actually even abnormal. It's wrong. It makes us cringe when we see a man doing his emotional waterworks on Instagram. It's just very, it's not so manly. So when you talk about training, where does it come from? Well, the word training I've just used there is a lot deeper than that. So basically, from my perspective or from my point of view, I would say I usually have three things that I believe would mold an individual. One of them is the family where you've come from. So as a man, if you've gone into a family where you've been given that role to just sit back and everything is done for you, you've not been programmed or trained to st uh, sort of uh, step up and take responsibility from your, you know, the, the family where you've grown, 
you might grow up depending on others because you're used to that sort of lifestyle where things are done for you. You know, you just sit in bed, you know, your sisters will bring you food. The second part is I think the environment is quite important for a man as well. I mean, I grew up in Nigeria and growing up in Nigeria as a man is not easy. You have to be fast thinking and fast on your feet. Thirdly, I would say a prayer, you know, the kind of uh, company you keep as well would sort of program you, equip you, you know, for that manhood. So those are the sort of things I meant by training in mm. the aspect where over time, as you grow, you're equipping yourself with things you would need for that journey ahead. Amazing. Thank you so much for that perspective. And I think it goes back to some of the things that we're always talking about on Not For My Village People, right? Because it's about perspective and our perspective is carved out from, you know, from our backgrounds, the kind of people we roll with, the information we're privileged to, or potentially education, friends we roll with, books we read and things like that. So when you talk about family, you mentioned three things. Now, you said family, environment, and peer. Now, when it comes to family, done for you. Now, I know you got a son as a child. Now, do you know what? I've got two girls. But you growing up in Nigeria, what are the things that you feel your background, your upbringing awarded you to be the type of man you are today? Well, personally, growing up as an only child was quite boring for me. I didn't have a lot of people to show me things to do, but to God be the glory, I had uncles, you know, who were very influential, you know, in my upbringing and they taught me a lot of things. Some of those things they taught me, I know better now and they're not so fun or so good to talk about, but they're part of the things I would say has really shaped me as a person and has shaped my understanding and my interaction with, you know, people around me now because of how I see things. And being a father to a 13-year-old boy, if there's one thing I've taught him about is taking responsibility and, you know, caring for his mom and his sister. So basically, I'm trying father to equip him with that societal understanding of you have to protect and lead as a man. So that's my only two way of showing my son uh, or equipping him for the journey ahead. Amazing. Thank you so much for that. Lead and protect his sister and his mom. Now, I know on the streets of, most especially on the streets of Instagram, we come across all the stories of, you know, man, them and how they behave. And just before we started recording, we're talking about this alpha male thing because we read up on it a lot. And I know a lot of women are probably currently even saying prayer points like, you know, they want an alpha male as partner. So when I was doing my research in preparation to have a chat with Mr. Renix, I went online because I wanted to address this alpha male situation because even I know some women right now are also trying to get that, the hashtags and the badge and the award medal of alpha males in your relationship, in your careers, in your businesses, in whatever they do. And I'm thinking, so what exactly, because I had a whole different definition in my mind. By the time you read articles and you read posts, you read content or whatever they call them on, on the roads of Instagram, you sort of kind of form your definition of what alpha male is. So today I was talking to Mr. We were chatting, myself and Mr. Renix, and I asked him, you know, alpha male, what does he think it is? And by the time we sort of Googled it, we realized the whole Instagram version of alpha male is actually a misconception. So it took me to six male personalities. My search took me to six male personalities, which was just, was just kind of a shocker because I always heard about alpha male. 
I never knew it was like a whole six. So I'm going to educate you guys today and just read with me, just listen as I go through them. And then we'll go back to hearing from Mr. Renex again. I came across better males. Better males are fun, confident, and charismatic male figures. They are also driven and tend to be highly motivated. This makes them desirable as dating partners. Ooh, sisters, are you listening? Not just the alpha males are potential dating partners, guys. And then, and many women seek out betas as partners when they realize that they don't have the dating marketplace value to secure an alpha male as a partner. And then we go further into gamma male. So we have gamma male, a male that is third in a social hierarchy beneath alpha and beta, but above delta. A gamma male is an average male in the socio-sexual hierarchy, ranking below alphas and betas and relatively unambitious. I think I speak for the sisters when I say gamma males are those male we don't want to deal with, right? Those ones that we're praying against, you know, you're fasting and praying about. And then we have the omega males. Omega males, a male lowest in a social or group hierarchy subordinate. So like a PA, you know, when you talk about project management, I know Mr. Nix know a lot about that. You're talking about project coordinators. So omega males are project coordinators just to practicalize it, just to give you a picture of it. And we talk about delta male, a male without an authoritative position or role in social or group hierarchy. And I feel like a lot of those definitions, the misconcepted definition of alpha male and alpha females out there. Now, most of the women that fall in that category, I feel like they end up with a lot of delta male. Just to re-emphasize, just to read that definition again, a delta male is a male without an authoritative position or role in social or group hierarchy. And then we have this very interesting one. This very interesting one called the Sigma male. A Sigma male is a man. Sisters, listen, get your pen and papers. As a man who lives life based on his own rules, striving for his passion, not distracted by societal norms or standards. He's his own boss. He doesn't need validation from anyone by anyone. It means anyone literally. Their ability to walk off from predefined and traditional norms. That is a Sigma male. When we talked about it earlier, what did you feel about that, Mr. Renix? Well, I believe it's, it's a very deep conversation to have, and I, I don't think we'd have enough time to talk about it today. But I felt um, society has been a bit confusing, and especially social media has been has played a very negative role in terms of this conversation where people are trying to be what they are not. Personally, for myself, uh, I would speak for myself. Uh, I can speak for a lot of people. When you asked me earlier, if you remember, I told you, I said I would never call myself an alpha male. Mm -hmm. One of those things is because I do understand that sometimes alpha males can be very unemotionally and they can be less emotional individuals because of what I told you earlier, which is there's a thin line between very confident and being overly cocky. So sometimes when you're overly cocky and you feel like you don't, you're highly intelligent, you, mm -hmm. you feel like nobody can sort of teach you anything or you cannot learn anything. And mm. that's not really the way to leave because there's always room for improvement. And mm. we're all still learning. Nobody knows it all. So first of all, I won't call myself an alpha male, categorize myself as uh, the Sigma male. And if I was to teach my son today as well, I would tell him to lean towards, you know, the role of a Sigma male. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for that. So Sigma males, passionate, very purposeful individuals. I feel like those are the kind of prayers, but we're missing it because 
it's just alpha male. Hashtag, I think if I go online now, if I go on, on, on Instagram and do the hashtag thing and put hashtag Sigma male, I might probably not even find a lot of stuff. But when you put hashtag alpha male, you will find a whole lot of it because a lot of people feel like, but if, if you didn't realize it earlier, I did not even read the definition of alpha male. Now, according to the internet, an alpha male is a highly intelligent, confident and successful individual. Now, in 2023, people, seriously, if you're not a not for my village people, I feel like that definition just closes it up. Just like Mr. Nick says, there is no room for improvement because we don't know it all. You're intelligent, good, but you might be intelligent in construction. Doesn't mean you're intelligent in entertainment or doesn't mean you're intelligent in hospitality or doesn't mean you're intelligent in infrastructure or whatever the case may be in every other part of things out there. So room for growth like the Sigma male. But again, I think it's up for debate like Mr. Nick did say, and it's not a day like that. I just wanted to point it out for those of you that have been doing that prayer of alpha male thingy, you might want to recheck it, sisters, and just find time to go and look at the six personalities of when we talk about male figures and what they're actually about and what the realness surrounding male is. Now let's go back to what we're actually here for when it comes to the manhood situation. Being a man, being a strong man. Like the quote I read earlier said, you're a real man. I'm a real man. I can suffer. Now, there is this perspective. Thank goodness. I'm African. You're an African man as well. And there is this conception about what a man should be, who they are, how they should, you know, it's really in the family context of things, you know, those maybe potentially married in a relationship and whatnot. What do you think about this all definition of a man in 2023 because it's still going on way in april and there's still a lot of things that you're like i said earlier if a man was to come on the internet and cry or re record his morning routine i think people will cringe about it but we see loads of women, you know making it and making waves in this influencing world and those male figures or personalities individuals that are actually making it they're not particularly or maybe i'm not even maybe i don't know I know there are some of them, but not as much or as many as the women in this situation. So, Mr. Renix, tell us, when it comes to real man, what does that mean to be a real man? Well, to be a real man would be living that teenage stage of your life and stepping into manliness where you start to take charge, care for the people around you. Responsibility for your actions is actually very important. And also just being a caring adult, basically, and your surroundings look after your loved ones. That's my understanding of stepping into manhood. And, you know, like I said earlier, as a parent, I can only equip my son so much because I grew up, you know, without, you know, the presence of my father. So most of the things I uh, picked up along the line about manhood from either my uncles and friends and my society I grew up in. Mm -hmm. But having moved to England, some of my understanding about being a man changed as well mm. because sometimes there could be a couple of things, you know, in your immediate environment without even knowing it. So Correct, 100%. If there's one thing that society hardly talks about when we discuss manhood is that care that a man is meant to do because society would, you know, focus more on the man is meant to provide because obviously that's the conversation a lot of people would rather have like a man is the provider of our, you know, I think I would always advocate for management to care first. Yeah. Like I would, me and myself and my son would jump in the kitchen, we'll cook for the ladies sometimes and yeah. 
after cooking, I'll be sure to tell him one thing. And that thing is always, it's okay to take care of your woman and cook mm-hmm. for your woman. Because where we come from, I remember vividly, we were sort of, not directly, but we're sort of made to understand that a man is not meant to cook or a man is not meant to be in the kitchen or doing that stuff. That's mm-hmm. a woman's job, mm-hmm. which I think is totally wrong because part of caring for someone will be cooking for them. Of course. So, you know, the term manhood over the years, I think the definition has been edited and edited just to feed some people's ego, ego and, <laughs> yeah. and poppers, you know, yeah. so that because people tend to, you know, define things to fit their own, well, what's the word I'm like, to fit their own understanding and advantage, mm. you know, so to speak. So I would say stepping into manhood is more of taking responsibilities and, you know, caring for the people around you. Amazing. Thank you so much for that. You said something earlier and you've mentioned it twice now. You said taking responsibilities for your action. Now, a man is meant to take responsibility for their action. Now, if we look at it based on what you're saying now, you know, there's this notion, there is this perspective of a man is the provider and I still don't get that. And we're going to come back to that. But this taking responsibility for your action, is it just a man thing? Is it just something that a man, I know we're talking about men today, but The part I'm looking to tackle with this conversation today is the unfairness surrounding manhood, which is, you know, a lot of women are getting away with a lot of stuff now. I was watching this um, recording on Instagram the other day, and this man was talking about how his wife, his wife, not girlfriend, not, not side chick, his wife, the mother of his child, he was carrying his son and the woman wanted, because they were having an argument, a conversation, I think a trust issue. She pulled out a gun and she shot this man. Unfortunately for him, it just went through his arms, but graced the forehead of the boy. He, however, immediately he divorced this woman because she tried shooting him again. And this time around, she aimed for his forehead, but the gun did not go. It didn't work. And he eventually divorced her. And couple years later, I think about 10 years later. So she went to jail for that. She did some time. And a couple years later, this woman started dating another guy. And recently she killed the guy that she was dating. She shot him because of one trust conversation. Now, those are conversations that we will not elaborate, but let it be a man situation. And then it's all over the place and we're debating it. And I feel like the, all this this mindset that is growing, especially for the benefit of our children growing up now, this man is the provider, taking responsibility for your action. What responsibility is a woman taking? Should a woman be taking? And should we not start to release or reduce the hold on this man them situation where everybody knows we are actually human and no, I think it's the perspective of the hierarchy thing, because it's a man. If we go into the Bible, right, the religious part of, of things surrounding this all, but I just feel it's so unfair. I don't know if you can just shed some more light into that taking responsibility for your action based on everything we're seeing right now on Instagram and all the social media platforms. Well, thank you for that. Uh, what I meant by taking responsibility for actions is basically where I've come from. As a man, you should live by what you say. Your word should be your bond. That's what society has taught us. But taking responsibility for your actions is basically not giving excuses and not putting blames on others. Like, oh, like I would say, it's, my son is a very good example that I, I like to use because I always hold on to his words and mm. there's certain things I always tell him about like oh you have to tidy the house before you go to school but 
if he wakes up late to go to school and he's not been able to, to clean the house, I would then ask him, why did you not set your alarm? Because that's part of being responsible for your timekeeping. But in general, obviously, as human beings, as adults, basically, we should always take responsibility for our actions. But society says, as a man, we should be more responsible. Society, though, what does that which, mean? Which is the conversation for another day, because myself, I'm a bit of a non-conformist where I don't like to agree with a lot of societal norm. But as a man, where a lot is expected from you, then you should be able to be more accountable because you're going to be held accountable by your loved ones and your family. Because if you look at the role of a man, for example, in a marriage, yeah, there's a lot of expectations. And if you're not being equipped as during your teenage years to be so responsible, even with your own timing and your day, or your to-do list, for example, then are you going to be responsible for looking after a whole house? Are you going to be responsible of managing a wife, children, finances? I'm sorry. I still hear this hierarchy thing going on. I still hear the man is like, I'm not yet to be in a feminist um, position for any woman or whatsoever. Where is that equality that we they talk about equality, be on the same, because that's a lot of responsibility. Of you talk about managing a woman now, and I'm thinking, why can't we not manage each other? Well, we can definitely manage each other, but societal says there's more expectation from a man in terms of, okay, I'll give you an example for, you know, I had this understanding of a man is meant to provide everything, okay. but I haven't moved to this country and spending most of my formative year in this country. I have dated women who have made me realize that, look, we have to do things 50-50, mm-hmm. which is fine by me. We can share the kitchen duties if, even if we have to. I don't mind. But really and truly, when we do go out, yeah, or when we are gathering, you would still expect me to step into that role of I'm your man. So really and truly, I mean, your gender would argue this over and over of equality. But if we really go into it, that is not so equal at the end of the day because there is more responsibility now, from the man's part. I mean, thank, thank you so much for that perspective. Now, I understand that. And as a queen myself, I want to go, to, I want to be taken to dinners and I want, you know, the dude to make the payment and, you know, all of this thing. But sometimes as well, I would like to come out of pocket as well and do all this thing. It shouldn't be, I just feel like it's very unfair and unrealistic as well at the same time. Now, I like, I appreciate the fact that you mentioned earlier that you left Africa, you know, another different, can't even finish that conversation if we go to the African man mindset but you came to this part of the world to the western world and now you've come across some other ways you've unlearned you've learned and unlearned some things and now you know it's okay to split it 50 50 it's okay to go to the kitchen and cook with your son for everybody while the missus watch tv and you finish and you do all those things but then with this still societal because that's the thing i still hear keep hearing and you're not alone i think it's just because i've just said myself i would also enjoy my husband taking me to dinner and, and making the payment and i don't have to pay for it i would still enjoy it so but should we not make it clearer and educate more that it's okay for it to be vice versa as well? It shouldn't be an a stamped expectation on the male figure, on this man who thinks, because a lot of men are running into depression because of it. I was reading online recently, actually, just to point out, there's this guy that does this financial education 
on Instagram and he was talking about a guy reached out to him. He's been dating this girl for a while and he obviously does the man them thing. What is expected? Like you, you've said several times, you said man is meant to provide. So he takes his girlfriend to dinner and he pays for it. And suddenly one way, one hour or the other, the girlfriend was checking her account or making some payments online and he saw that in her current account, she had 180,000 pounds. And he was not even earning up to 2,000 pounds a month. In current account, we're not talking about savings account. So unfair. So the man is emotionally damaging because it's a ripoff, the highest order. And I think it's just as a result of this man is meant to provide BS, in my opinion. Well, you said as a result of this man is meant to provide, but you should also understand that society has always been like that. And I would like to speak further on that in terms of the current situation yeah. now, which is the pressure, uh, social media mm-hmm. pressure. A lot of women, I would start with, are going through where a lot of women now believe that a man is meant to provide, a man is meant to look after me because of what their fellow higher women are showing them, that I'm getting sports by this guy, I'm getting sports by that guy. And you know, we're all under pressure because you see the man is under pressure to be able to step up that game of, oh, I could buy this, I could buy that so I can get this woman because the expectation is so high. Okay, I'll give you an example. As an entertainer, you know, I'm very fortunate to know quite a few women, but it's also unfortunate that sometimes now I am very reluctant to wish people happy birthday because I will get asked for birthday gift, even if I'm not close to them, but they believe they're entitled to that. You find on, on Snapchat these days where people would literally post their account details and say, bless me, it's my birthday today. Oh. And just be degrading from my point of view that people are that desperate or are that self-entitled. Society says, I should take off you. You should do for me. And it's not really fair on my gender because there's really a lot of pressure on them. But like I keep saying, we live in, in that's the world we live in. And mm. that's the understanding of a lot of people where they are entitled now to take and take and take and not to give because society says you should do for me, mm-hmm. which is really damaging, like you said, especially to the man. Exactly. I think I love that perspective that you've just, the societal part of things, but which is that quite damaging, but people feeling entitled to these things. And in my own opinion, I feel the entitlement still comes from this mindset of the man, 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 man is man, man is man, 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 man. And I'm thinking the WOB in front of a woman does not make them any different. We are all human. We're human in, and we should just be just fair to one another. Like this 180,000, I'm just thinking that's so, it's so unfair. But again, it is what it is. It is the societal norms, like you said, right? So now based on this thing, just to round it up from what we've been saying, what do you think in your opinion? I know we talk about the societal requirements of a man and need. What do you think is most challenging about being a man? I think what's what's most challenging about being a man is that pressure of, you know, being a provider. I mean, if it was to protect, any man can protect. If it was just the presence of a man in a home, any man can be there. But having that pressure, okay, I have to pay 70 to 80% of the bills at home while my wife takes care of the 20 to 30%, but my salary is not enough. That's a lot of pressure on a man. Yeah. And some of my brothers are always very reluctant to speak out to the wife mm-hmm. because it will make them feel less of a man. 
Yes, yes. I'm just speaking generally. I am quite emotional myself. And if I need help, trust me, I would ask for help. Mm-hmm. But generally, a lot of men always very reluctant to ask for help because it makes them feel like, oh, I can't cope or I'm not capable. And society says that men were meant to be capable, we're meant to be able to do this, we're meant to be able to do that. And But we're not supermen. We're not supermen. We don't have superpowers. We can only do what we can, which is why I said earlier that the pressure is getting so bad that, you know, a lot of men are going into depression and other stuff. And I've been advocating to quite a few men around me and boys. And I always say to them, like, you know, it's okay to feel emotional. It's okay to cry. It's okay to, to speak to someone. Like, I was with this program before. It's called The Listeners. It's a charity company called uh, Samaritans. Mm-hmm. So basically, the, uh, our duties were just to listen to people. We don't offer advices. We just, we could sit with you and hear you are just, you know, because sometimes it's very therapeutic to just talk. Yeah. You know, and, but it's such a shame as well that the cytonome is, a man is not meant to speak out. A man is not, a man is meant to firm every pressure and every emotion. And we're just it's meant to keep strong. going. It is very sad. And which is why if you look at it, especially in within the Afro-Caribbean community, you have the suicide rate is extremely high, especially in this country, because there's not enough support to help that part of the society. And we're just left to really figure things out ourselves. Mm. Thank you so much for that. Ask for help. You said earlier about asking for help and you advocated as well. How did you learn that? How did you learn to ask for help? It's not a typical African name. No, it's not. No, it's not. Well, I, like I said, been in this country for so long. I've been very lucky to meet quite a few people who have really um, enlightened me about things that I was programmed with, you know, when I was in Nigeria that are quite wrong. Well, I learned to ask for help from my GP, actually. I remember many years ago, I went to my GP complaining about feeling, you know, sleepless nights. You know, I I was really, really struggling to sleep and I was overthinking because I was going through so much and I was under so much pressure. And they gave me a number. I called the number. I spoke to them. And over time, I got close to the woman by the name Julia or something. And you know, over time, I understood I understood the importance of their work and the role they played helping me and guiding me through. And I decided to volunteer with them because I, I felt like a lot of people needed it. I'm a part of a group chat of, you know, like some men in Manchester. And I remember some time ago, we we're talking about, you know, men, you know, seeking, going for consultations with uh, a therapist and whatnot. And someone said, oh, so that's not uh, a man thing, that, that those are things are for women. And, you know, you'll be shocked that in that group, about six men popped up and said, look, I've been to therapy. I've been to therapy myself. And I was like, okay, this is brilliant because a lot of men are really tapping into it now because society has always felt like man is meant to be be his own therapist. Maybe talk to yourself while you're in the shower or something like that. But it doesn't really work because sometimes we need that third party person to talk to that would not laugh at us. Yeah, just listen. The fear sometimes with a lot of men is, or if I speak out, they might laugh at me. And that's always been the stigma that stopped a lot of my brothers from speaking out because of that fear of, oh, they just want to hear what's wrong with me. They will not really help me. They're just going to laugh at me, you know, at the end of the day. But 
I don't think that's the case now, but it's just something that's always been in the background and in people's thoughts. I guess, yeah. Thank you so much for that. And like, you know, while you were speaking, I just, it came to my mind about this all. So what is expected of men? I feel like the rule, whoever wrote that rule book, that invisible unspoken rule book of a man should not, or they, they should think, they would think less of a man if they go to therapy, if they ask for help. And I think it needs to be rewritten. Because it goes back to our, now we hear about a man that just gone to a party the night before and the next day they've committed suicide as a result of all this unspoken truth about their emotional stability or whatever they're going through, which I just feel like it's so sad. Things as simple as even in a household, in a married household, if a woman was earning more than the husband, it's like a whole different topic entirely. And, and I'm thinking, but why? It could be a whole different ball game or situation in that home. Or even like in my household now, I know at some point I, I stopped talking about it because I feel like it starts to sound like it's a whole big achievement. I remember my husband did the maternity leave for our first daughter while I went back to work. And wherever I talk about that, the kind of atmosphere I get or reception or acknowledgement I get is like, wow, like it's a big deal. But I'm thinking this is a conversation between two people of understanding of, oh, yeah, this is great. I remember then what he said to me when I brought it on that, oh, dude, I got a job here and I, I think this is good. He said, it's good for your career. This is what you've been working towards. All this while. You can't say no to it. That's why I'm here. So I will stay back home, take care of the child while you go to work and just build your career. And I'm grateful to God and for him and that mindset then. Not a lot of people have actually, you know, not a lot of people have that mindset of because you're the baby making machine. You're this is the societal, societal norms of how it should be, what it should be. But let's, you know, sisters, misters, for the sisters, let's cut this dudes, this men, man them. Let's cut them some slacks. Some of them are trying and doing well. They're putting in the effort and this all streets of social media. Is making things a lot even worse for them, but for the man them as well. Ask for help. You don't have to be perfect. One of the traits of a leader, at least if we continue to say the society sees you guys as leader, men as the leader, and women we are the you know we are the follower, whatever that is, which I don't understand. I will never understand. Most especially in 2023, I feel like it's misconception. That's my perspective of it. But one of the traits of a leader, if you're still of the mindset of you are a leader because you are a man. One of the traits of a leader is you knowing that you're not perfect and you can learn from your team. You can learn downwards. It doesn't have to be the knowledge, the lessons learned doesn't always have to come from the head to the bottom. You can learn from down upwards as well. And you not having the ability to do that also makes you a failed leader. So be open to perspective, be open to the newness of your environment and I hope at some point we will come out of this mindset of there are some people called African men's mindset and some, you know, westernized mindset. The lessons, informations that are out there for us. Mr. Onyx just said he belongs to a group where they actually inspire and motivate one another. And I think that's actually amazing. So not just relying on your own intelligence because, mister, you don't know it all. You can't know it all. It's not enough for you to rely on your own intelligence or your own mindset or what you were brought up with. Mr. Nick did mention as well, he said about his uncles, he's, a, he's an only child, but his, his uncle back then, he, he was able to see from them, be like a male figure kind of thing. But then he realized that some of the things that he learned, then he had to unlearn them when he got to the UK. 
what are those things that you are not you're still carrying with yourself that you know it doesn't actually fit in the society you are right now and not a lot of women not all the women out there are actually trying to be competitors with the man them in the house some of them are actually ready and eager to live an understanding relationship but if you continue to carry this mindset of you're supposed to provide and everything with your two thousand pound salary and the one hundred and eighty thousand in the woman's bank account and you're just working your you're killing yourself and dying gradually anyways again what do i know it's just my perspective but bringing a man on the podcast today just to enlighten and also say from his side, because it's difficult, it's challenging, and you cannot do it alone. Listen, get help and speak to other people that you believe they are living the kind of lifestyle you would want to live. I hope they are the good ones anyways, and not, you know, not back to the mindset we're trying to move away from. So round it all up today. Thank you so much for your time, Mr. Onyx. I appreciate your time. But to round it all up today, can you just, you talk about advocating for men generally and this mindset shift what have you got to say to men when it comes to shifting their mindset to be more to be positively acceptable for them in order for them to live the kind of peaceful life that will get them to wherever they need to be well i think the first thing that i'd like to say on that is as a man if you're married it's not shame to speak to your partner about things that are stressing you or things that do worry you it's okay to break down. It's okay to cry. It's okay to seek help from your wife first before you seek help outside. Because one thing we tend to deal with, especially uh, some of us from the African background, is we, we believe seeking help from our wife or, you know, asking for help from her might make her seem less of a man. But I don't think that's the case. I think since you guys are partners, you should work as one. And working as one is letting her know that okay i need your support in this aspect i need your moral you know support your you know emotional support she's there for you to to ask and it's not a shame that's one secondly i, I think as a man you should not uh, put too much pressure on yourself you should you know what you can do you can do what you can't do so you can't do it because sometimes we tend to carry so much at such a, you know in such a little time where we overwhelm ourselves and it's really not fair, you know, from the point of view of a man. I'm not afraid to say no. I'm not afraid to say I cannot do this or I won't be able to do this because I believe there's no shame in you not being able to do it. Yeah, just take it easy, brothers. Thank you so much. You get, you heard that. Take it easy, brothers. Okay. You know, when it comes to a man leaving, every man will die, but not every man leaves. Choose to leave and not try and do everything by yourself get help seek help ask for help thank you so much it's another episode of not for my village people i do know it's been some serious conversations today but i hope you've learned one thing or at least two from today's conversation with mr Onyx. i really 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 appreciate your time thank you once again and hopefully this would not be the end of bringing mandem on this platform Sisters, misters, good luck and keep winning. Bye for now.